back to another episode of Bias Check-In. Hi everyone, welcome back. Alright, as we are recording, we are officially one week out from the event of the year. Or at least <laughs> the event of the year for IO psychologists. Susie, what are we checking in with? So today we're checking in with, you are listening to this episode on Monday. It is officially PSYOP week, PSYOP 2021, New Orleans, in our living room. Here we are, here we come, Um, and it's the first time we're going to be on a presentation, Claudia. Yes, we are this year. For us, for both of us, is the first time attending PSYOP, mm-hmm. but you've been listening to us or you may know us outside of the podcast. You know, we never do just the bare minimum, so we are going to be doing the most. We're <laughs> going to be attending, mm-hmm. working PSYOP, volunteering. Yeah, but we take our volunteering seriously, okay. so I'm going to call it a work. Okay. Um, we're going to be Zoom technical facilitators more Mm -hmm. on that and we're going to be part of a presentation yes so first come we got invited to present or be part of a presentation through our program director Mm -hmm. he reached out to us he saw an international student um, panel presentation uh, happening and he reached out to the chair of that presentation and contacted us as well and we took it out from there yes ma'am so for anyone who may be curious about the behind the stage portion we are not quite experts yet but this whole has been in the works since october Mm -hmm. of last year so that the session could be presented to psyop be accepted and then We've been through the talks on presentation structure, how mm-hmm. to format. Uh, we were supposed to be a live session initially, and now we're going to be live, but not in, not person. in person. Yes. So just giving you an idea of the timeline of just how much work has been put into this mm-hmm. by our panel chair, our program director, and everyone else involved in getting PSYOP to PSYOP. Yeah, we heard about it in October, heard back that we got approved in January, Mm -hmm. and then since January, it's been little by little information of, okay, it's not going to be in prison, it's going to be through Zoom, it's going to be virtual, we're going to be recording so people can access it until May 7th, so on. Um, So that was our first part with PSYOP. And then PSYOP this year, since it went to virtual, have decided to do or give out a position to volunteers, mostly students, called uh, Zoom Technical Facilitators. Uh, we applied, <laughs> I it, want to say. It was a, we are smirking a little bit because it was not a formal application process, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, which is a little bit ironic, thinking that we are <laughs> IO psychologists, but also it's been such a revolving door of change over change over change on how this blessed conference is going to finally happen mm-hmm. um, that I want to give credit to the coordinators of the volunteer program for even 
putting everything together and I can't imagine how many hours they've put into it and how many emails have gone into it (laughs) Um, but yeah we applied for it and we've gone through a little bit of remote training Mm -hmm. so for the foreseeable future if SIOP is going to continue offering digital live sessions in the future I would definitely recommend keeping an eye out of it Mm -hmm. Um, this is part of a larger effort I think by SIOP to make the conference more accessible to those like early career practitioners or students Mm -hmm. who may not have the budget to pay a full price Mm -hmm. ticket and who are happy to volunteer a couple hours here and there in order to then attend the conference yes so even if you're a presenter you have to pay full price Mm -hmm. which it wasn't something that I was expecting I didn't think presenters would have to pay full price for some reason maybe that was just me But that happened, and with the Zoom technical facilitator role, their reward, your compensation, your compensation is free attendance. Yes. Um. So that said, that's our little pitch. If you want to go to Psyop and you or you just want to attend the digital version, look into the Zoom technical facilitator. We don't know quite yet. Next year, SIOP is scheduled to be in person in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm knocking on wood that that's the case, but we'll see. we've learned to not make forecasts that far <laughs> out quite yet. Um, so keep an eye out for it. Or if you are a Zoom technical volunteer, um, talk to us. How mm-hmm. did we forget anything? Did you find any other benefits in it? I would say I went into the Zoom technical volunteer also because I wanted to have a little bit of a sneak peek into mm-hmm. the sessions beyond the beyond the scope of the conference program. Mm-hmm. And I want I love the idea of getting to talk to panel chairs beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so without the quote unquote competition of everyone else having questions and wanting to know what they do and let's see if we can grab a cup of coffee yada yada Mm -hmm. i would say the volunteer position is not the greatest if that's what you want to achieve just because most communication is through email and it's very objective oriented so Mm -hmm. i haven't made a great personal connection quite yet with any presenters but it's still a good experience in getting a behind the scenes of what goes into the presentations themselves and what kind of timeline people work with. I'm learning a lot, absolutely, with my presenters on how, I don't know, things are done in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it it is a good opportunity to network with a lot of people that have to talk to you. Yes. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I thought there would be more networking in the before conference part Mm -hmm. that's not been my experience but it's at the same time it's definitely more networking than if you're not volunteering exactly if you're just attending the zoom meeting for the sessions that seem interesting you might not get that networking at all this way at least you're having 30 minutes two weeks out one week out uh, with five six different people per session and they get to know you, you get to know them, um, and you have something in common now for the future. So I think that that's 
a great little part of why we're doing this. Um, but yes, PSYOP this year is going to be asynchronous, synchronous, and recordings will be available until May 7th. Yes, which I know has been a very big pain point for several students and early career practitioners. My cohort right now is either approaching graduation at the end of the semester or has graduated over the course of the past year. Mm -hmm. So we're all in that early career practitioner stage and we're not, no one is swimming in money quite yet. So mm -hmm. there's been a lot of reluctance, I think, from students to invest in the price of a ticket. Having the conference be online, it almost feels like a lecture more than being actively interactive or being able to shake hands and rub shoulders with anyone that we might want to keep in contact with afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, though, I would argue that having the recorded sessions available for that long mm -hmm. is a little bit of my childhood dream of being Hermione Granger with the time turner come true. Because now if three sessions are scheduled all at the exact same time, the same day, that's not going to be a problem. Um, so pros and cons. And I think it's going to just be, it's going to require a little bit more creativity to follow up and to be a little bit more thorough after the, after the conference itself has closed. Mm -hmm. Which are the same characteristics that a good networker would have had in person as well. I know, but part of PSYOP is the experience of going, having those coffees, having those chit-chats in the elevator, having... I don't know. I, that's what I'm looking forward to. And now, even though we're going through Hoover and we are trying to do our best to have more interactions per um, our customers, mm -hmm. it's still... Oh, it it's, will be missed. It's going to be completely different. Um... I still remember the disappointment last year. I had planned a whole week around PSYOP in Austin. Mm -hmm. I had the bed and breakfast, like so many other people that were planning to go. We had the plane tickets. Mm -hmm. We had group chats coordinating, like, okay, before this session, after that session, and then this bar, and then the river walk, and the bike ride, and whatnot. So the social... The bats. Hmm? The bats. The bats. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of Sunset Bat Tours under Congress Avenue Bridge. Um, you get there, Sunset, and all the bats come out. Oh, see, I did not know that. Yeah. That actually does not scare me in a bit. That only makes it worse. Thank you. I love bats. I would have loved to be in there. Yeah, it's, it's great. And then they say the Chicago-inspired Gotham City. Okay. No, but I was looking forward to all of it, so... I definitely understand, but I think if we're going to make the best out of this, mm -hmm. there are definitely a lot of silver linings. We just need to be looking a little bit harder for them. Yes. So, good opportunity to network. Eh. Good opportunity to learn, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, so we've broken down a little bit of what we are expecting for this session of PSYOP, mm -hmm. how it's different from the previous one. Yeah. I'd love to dedicate a little bit of the episode to putting our expectations down or our predictions down and mm -hmm. then we can revisit them 
after the conference itself and see if they were met or not. Okay, what are some of your expectations or predictions? Are we placing bets? I I'll cook you dinner. Mm. There we go. And for we those already who don't do know, that though. Susie is vegan and picky eater, so it is a sacrifice on my part. <laughs> um, the one that I'm most on the fence about is we talked about how the the price point is not always accessible, especially students or the career. Mm-hmm. I'm debating if because this year we can cut out the travel expenses, the um, arrangements for accommodations and to take time off work. Mm-hmm. If that's going to make the conference more accessible to more people. Mm-hmm. Or if on the other hand, those who are already on the fence about attending will say, well, I'm not getting my money's worth out of it. Which is a little bit cynical, but it's still a valid concern. Um and so if our attendance is going to go up or down, what do you think? I think our attendance is going to go down. I don't think the people see or the people that I've talked to that were excited to attend their first PSYOP don't see the need to spend that amount of money to be on Zoom Thursday, Friday and Saturday as much as they would have liked to go to New Orleans experience new orleans and experience their first psyop but for the people that have been to several psyops before and that attend the virtual psyop last year i don't think it's gonna be that different of a number mm-hmm. okay so less first timers mm-hmm. that's that's fair um i could also see and that could also be interesting on the opposite end of the spectrum IO psychologists range in age anywhere from, what, 21, 22 first-year students to end-of-career professionals at any point and age point. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see, and this is, sorry, can sound, seem a little ageist, but it is what it is. Those closer to the end of their career may not be interested as well because it's such out of their experience range. Mm-hmm. To just be three days on a computer. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're coming with the perspective of networking from the offering point rather mm-hmm. than the one who needs to ask, quote unquote. I don't know if I'm making a lot of sense on this, but I don't see a lot of value for them to come either. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just attending one, two sessions, but definitely less than we would in person. Okay. Let's see, other perspectives. Um, I'm curious to see if PSYOP sponsors. I would love to hear their perspective on having the conference online because I'm curious to see beyond the conference planner, Mm -hmm. where does the sponsorship go? You know, there's no occasion to give tchotchkes and gadgets (laughs) between posters. There's no occasion to Mm -hmm. showcase your product or your assessment between mm-hmm. sessions so i'm curious to see how the incentive for for all that is going to be and how the conference is going to be sustainable financially other than admission tickets all those hotels hmm. all those hotels the french quarter is definitely losing out on mm-hmm. a lot of room reservations not that the you know not that they need to wait on us to book um 
we will see the French Quarter one day, but <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that I really wish I had a beignet right now. Yes. Any other expectations or questions that you think will pop um, up? We were talking about this before we started recording, but how many crying children we will see on screen? Or dogs barking or cat butts. I mean, I'm here for the cats, but... And the dogs. And your kid, if it's cute. But... So, theoretically, none. And that's up to us as the Zoom technical facilitators. So, spoiler alert, we will mute you when you enter the room. Yes, but I can but still also, see your cat. We can still see cats, dogs, and the like. And hopefully not that many crying children. But... Um, at the same time, you could argue one can always unmute themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also curious, so that's why we use Wuva as a platform. So see how much Zoom bombing we are going to have. Okay, we are Zoom facilitators. What are you wearing? Mm-hmm. Professional clothing. Yes. Uh, through and through. I can understand some people are comfortable with just wearing like We've seen so many memes about wearing a professional shirt or mm-hmm. professional gear up top and then sweatpants or just shorts, boxers, what have you, whatever you like to cover mm-hmm. your bottom with. I am not, or com- not cover. I am not comfortable with that at all. I think that makes me more nervous than just showing up in casual clothes. I and agree. You should wear the whole outfit if you're going to wear the outfit. Because what top. happens if you have to get up? What happens if your camera drops? Mm-hmm. If that child, crying child that you keep mm-hmm. summoning like hits the table and your camera drops, like mm-hmm. just too, too much tension that doesn't need to be there. And as we mentioned in the other episode, professionalism goes a lot beyond mm-hmm. what we wear, but we should wear something that, we're, that we will be comfortable wearing to the office. Mm-hmm. Am I going to wear stiletto heels under the table? Absolutely not. <laughs> but am I going to make sure that my collar is nice and that I have my favorite earrings on? Yeah, why not? But you do you. If you want to wear sweatpants or a little, I don't know. Athleisure is also welcome. So you do you. Have fun. I would just recommend against, you know, I've definitely taken audio Zoom calls mm-hmm. with my hair in a shower bun. Mm-hmm. My face definitely showed the signs of lack of sleep mm-hmm. i wouldn't show up that way i would show up prepared to be present either way mm-hmm. but again to each their own whatever is your comfort zone yes and just think of the message you're sending and what you want to get out of the session um but also because it is completely remote i am curious to see like our employers who used to send employees to sign up going Mm -hmm. to give time off for it are they going to give time off for so many sessions Mm -hmm. you know you can't just take the full week off or like the work week off because of travel time and Mm -hmm. getting there and so i don't know are we going to actually have the time to watch everything if we're going to clock back into work the day after but you also have three weeks to watch it after work after work on weekends if you wanna do it you'll make it happen again will we time will tell soon fatigue is a thing 
Um, but could I, you? Yes. Will you? Eh. That's that's my main question moving forward. I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's. I do think it's demanding, but we are a field of very determined and stubborn people, so we'll see. We'll ask Emily and Melissa to send us the numbers from during the actual days to Ooh, yes, after please. the numbers, days. Numbers, numbers, numbers. <laughs> we like those. <laughs> okay, so again, shout out to Emily, Melissa, and Reza for the efforts put into coordinating the volunteers and training us as well to support presentation chairs, researchers, and all presenters at large. Absolutely. They have rolled with the punches mm -hmm. so well. Um, and I can't imagine what, again, how many emails, how many meetings, and how much <laughs> effort they've put in to invent this system for scratch mm -hmm. and make sure it was viable in time for the conference. Yes. Then again, because we did just say that resources and time is limited mm -hmm. um i will pull our plug in right now for our session if you don't want to watch the recording afterwards mm -hmm. but you want to catch it live mm -hmm. mark your calendars in central time on april 17th that's this saturday mm -hmm. at 9 a.m until roughly 10 a.m Mm -hmm. We will be presenting on Zoom. The day off, we will also have the link on our bio and on all of our social media, so it's easily accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, it's only accessible if you are a conference attendee, but I'm sure that we will find a way to talk about it afterwards and after the experience mm -hmm. to the rest of our listenership. Yes. So about the presentation itself, um, as Susie mentioned, our program director put us in touch with Dr. Alicia Santuzzi and um, doctoral student Judy Hu at Northern Illinois mm -hmm. when they were scouting for international students to participate and moderate the conversation back in October. And since our program is not super duper focused on research, this was a great occasion to jump on board. Mm -hmm several of the arguments that were brought forth in the presentation they met to they sent to SIOP are not new to any of you our listeners um, but here we can give you some tidbits of info that you might not have heard before absolutely and I really appreciated not only seeing the format of the SIOP presentation proposal mm -hmm. but the access to that document also gave us access to a little bit of formalized research on the topic which yes. i did not really see before mm -hmm. um so first of all it's really nice to see that there's been a intentional formalized effort to internationalize the way to conduct research through cross cultures and multicultural perspectives mm -hmm. um, and there's been a lot of focus in research since 2010, it seems, from the citations on this paper in trying to internationalize I.O. and looking at it outside of the U.S. boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, and another digit that I found very interesting was that currently there's about 180,000 international students 
um, seeking a degree in the United States in some form or shape of business management. Um, and this has been has increased by more than a quarter since 2010. Mm-hmm. It's become the third largest field of study among international students. There has also been more resources on internalizing IO curricula, so as to introducing the field to help international students overcome challenges. Yes. Um, so there's a ton, ton, ton more of research we could be quoting at you right now but we don't want to give away too much before the presentations we have a program that two program directors involved one of who is going to present her original research as well as um, a doctoral student that's going to present her research as well and share experience as an international student and scholar in the u.s that said um if you're thinking okay but what can i contribute to this this sounds a little bit too luxury um keep in mind that the session will include the presentations but also be highly interactive with discussions and it's intended to offer a space for international students and allies to be able to provide our feedback and our ideas so if you have a lived experience and you want to give a shout out like, hey, my program director has been awesome in supporting me because they did X, Y, Z. Or, hey, uh, my program actually had to reevaluate something because when I came in, that did not support my educational experience and X, Y, Z happened. Please come in, tell us what's happened or if the schedule doesn't work, catch the presentation and then contact the panel chair. I would also like to mention that for this um, presentation, we are the only master's student on it. Yes. Um, (laughs) So everyone else um, has achieved their master's master's and and is currently in their PhD. Mm -hmm. Or has achieved their PhD and is currently heading an entire program. Exactly. So, you know, master level listeners please come show some support uh we are over degreed over here (laughs) and we would love to see representation of both educational levels as that is something that psyop puts a lot of emphasis on our different lived experiences um we would love to see some of this representation as well and with that enjoy your first or your second virtual psyop yes welcome back to virtual psyop and we'll check in with you all next week and after psyop let's see what what's going on how did we feel about it Mm -hmm. but for now keep tuned for our session as we mentioned it's going to be in our social media in our bios the day of april 17th at 9 a.m central and other than that keep in track with us you want to support us so we can start our savings account for psyop seattle 2022 go to our anchor.fm profile thank you send us actually yeah i want to see what sessions y'all are attending so tag us on them yes or if any of you is listening and for whatever reason your session didn't find its spot onto the programming 
also talk to us. Maybe we can support you and give you another platform to talk about your amazing research that we just didn't get to yet. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, guys.